Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series called Go, G-O. And that word comes from Mark chapter 16, verse 15, which he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, this is about our sixth session together on this series, and we're just going to sum it all up today and finish this series. The word go, it's a simple instruction, one word, two letters. It just happened to be the first two letters in God. That just happened to be the first two letters in gospel. That just happened to be the first two letters in good. You see, Jesus came to the earth for one purpose, one goal, and one reason. It's simple, it's not complicated, and is perfectly summed up in one Bible verse, being Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. This is because he lost something, and he came to seek and to save it. He came to save what he had lost. He came seeking. He came seeking after what he lost. His purpose was to find it and to save it. What did he lose? He lost you and me. We're it. He came to seek after us. He lost us. And he came and he found me. I hope he found you. The God of the universe came to earth to find you because he lost you. You once belonged to him and he lost you. And this is not something he could or would accept. He wants you back. And the price was costly, more costly than anything on the earth. No one had ever paid that much for anything. It would cost him everything to the very last drop of his own blood, his death. He came to destroy the works of the devil so he could get you and me back. And in review, what did we learn about this word go? What does it mean? The Vines Expository Dictionary said it meant to go on one's way, to depart from one place to another. The Loanida Greek-English lexicon says it's to move from one place to another with the possible implication of continuity and distance. And the Theological Dictionary of the New Testament says to set in motion, to bring on the way, and it also could be of an army to march. You see, the original Greek word translated go is poryuami, and it means to go, and it means to depart, journey, travel, and walk. It's not a deep word. It simply means to walk and to move from one place to another. Well, that's the what. And then we had to discuss the where, the why, and the who. And and the where was all the world, and the why was to preach the gospel, and the who was to everyone, everywhere. Let's read our verse again, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we discussed what is the gospel. Romans 1.16 says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. 
For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Well, it's the gospel of Christ. It's the gospel of God, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of peace, and the gospel of your salvation. It's a message. It's a message of salvation through Christ. It's a narrative, words telling of the power of God to salvation. And it's a spoken or written message that can be heard or read. Within this message is the power of salvation by grace through faith. Within these spoken and heard or written and read words is a transference of faith. If the hearer or reader receives and acts on that faith, the miracle of salvation takes place. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you find that in Romans chapter 10 verse 17. So two things are required. One, the written or the spoken word of God. And second, a seen or heard word of God through the eyes or the ears. Where is the power? It's in the word, either written and read or spoken and heard. And because of this, Paul asked some very interesting questions. In Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 15, he says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. So what is the gospel message? It's the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Christ. And again, it can be summed up in one scripture, Luke chapter 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And in review, we found that God preached the gospel to Abraham. It says that in Galatians chapter 3, verses 8 through 9. It says, And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. And it was also prophesied in the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. And even Jesus preached the gospel. We read that in Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3, which Jesus said himself in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Isaiah 61 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me, Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives in the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness." the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And I'm not ashamed. No, we should never be ashamed or have a feeling of fear, which prevents a person from doing something. And in 1 John chapter 2, verse 28, it says, Now little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Luke 9 and 26 says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Another topic we discussed that's very important was about the road to salvation written in Romans. 
We found it in four scriptures. Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Secondly, in Romans 6 and 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Those scriptures say that we've all sinned and sin must be punished, but Christ did something great to set us free. And Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's because of his love for us, he sent his own son to take the punishment in our place. Jesus paid our penalty. And then the last scripture was Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 10 and 13, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see, just believing is not enough. We must believe and receive Jesus as our Lord. Well, you ask, is there anyone who believes but hasn't received Jesus? Well, yes. How about the devil himself? He believes in Jesus. He believes he was born the Son of God. He believes he healed the sick and raised the dead. He believes he died on the cross for the sins of the world and rose from the dead. If anyone believes that he's seated at the right hand of God in heaven, it's the devil himself. So you could say he was a believer, but he's never received Jesus to be the Lord of his life. He's never called upon the name of the Lord to be saved. And that's the big difference between the devil and me. We both believe, but I've made Jesus the Lord of my life. I've called on him and asked him to forgive me and become my savior. And so he is my Savior, but he's also my Lord. Oh, yeah, that's because he has a plan for my life. And he says in John 10.10, I have come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Yeah, evangelism has sounds and words. It tells us that in Romans chapter 10, verse 13 through 18, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then it goes on. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? And verse 17 continues. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, indeed, their sound has gone out into all the world and their words to the ends of the world. You see, the gospel has a sound and the gospel has words. So what do I need to do? I need to purposely seek or look for the lost. And I need to purposely have the gospel of Christ as a voice. I need to make some sounds and share some words. I can do that by preaching the gospel I can also do that by handing out materials about the gospel of the Lord. As a matter of fact, that's how I got saved. Someone gave me a tract. I read it for months and months, and it actually brought me to Christ. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You see, as Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. And the Amplified Version says, He who is wise captures human lives for God. As a fisher of men, he gathers and receives them for eternity. That's because he who wins means he who captures, takes, and brings and saves souls is wise. It's because the gospel is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. 
This means the gospel of Christ is the universal rescue protocol for all. I'm going to say that again. Yes, the gospel of Christ is the universal rescue protocol for all. So are we equipped? Do we know the sound? Do we have the words? Do we have the voice? Are we uncompromisingly righteous? Do we have written material to pass along? Are we a servant of the king? And are we a servant to those he has lost? Remember, go. The first two letters of God, the first two letters of good, and the first two letters of the gospel. Go, take, bring, save for God with the good news. And last but not least, we found it was called fishing. Proverbs 11.30 in the Amplified. The fruit of the uncompromisingly righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise captures human lives for God as a fisher of men. He gathers and receives them for eternity. And it's not that we have a fishing pole with bait and hook. It's more like a net that we throw out to catch many fish at a time. So go, preach the gospel of Christ, for Jesus has come to gather that which he has lost. What's the gospel? It's the universal rescue protocol for all. Well, that completes this series. Our time is up. See you tomorrow. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.